morning and welcome to The FinTalks, a chat with Finance Malta. Today I'm here with Stephanie Gallia from the Malta Stock Exchange and we're discussing the consultation of the EU Listing Act. Stephanie, first, can I ask you to introduce yourself and give a little bit of background of, about what you do and the subject we're discussing today? Okay. Um, well, my name, you already know, it's Stephanie Gallia. I've been working at the exchange for the past almost 30 years. So I've grown up <laughs> with the exchange and I've seen the many transformations along the years. Um, my experience uh, was for about 20 years in compliance and market operations. So um, I have quite a bit of background in that, re- in that regard. But now I am in the business development area and marketing. And I think although they are quite on the opposite fronts um, when it comes to the type of work that I do, um, it is my background in compliance and market operation is essential uh, in business development because only that way I can understand more uh, the needs of the market and sort of you, you know uh, what aspects uh, that need to be taken care of. So um, I think okay, that's all. <laughs> Very good. And in your view and in your experience, will the proposed EU Listing Act meet its goal of facilitating access to capital markets for small and medium enterprises? I think uh, the scope of the consultation is specifically for that purpose, in the sense that across the EU we have um, 27 different jurisdictions and when it comes to SME and SME growth markets or multilateral trading facilities, um, each jurisdiction has its own rules. Mm. So there is a lot of fragmentation. And in my opinion, what this consultation is trying to do, it's trying to find out um, the the problems that there are Mm -hmm. um, that discourage SME issuers from coming to market. Right. And uh, this is very important because unlike um, the global markets, for example, in the US where um, SMEs are more aware Mm-hmm. of uh, the possibilities that exist um, uh, to, to go public, to, to mm-hmm. seek capital financing from the, the, the capital market. In Europe, that is still a, a little bit um, how would it, slower mm-hmm. and uh, par- uh, SMEs might not actually be aware of the possibilities that exist. Mm-hmm. Is that because of for historical reasons, cultural, regulatory, what, what has driven that? I think it's a mix. Um, um, culturally, definitely, because, because let's take the US and Europe, for mm-hmm. example. Um, in, in Europe, there are 27 member states, mm-hmm. each with their own laws. Okay, in the US, there might be um, federal laws, I think they mm-hmm. call them, d- different states, but essentially it, w- it is one country. Mm-hmm. So cal- the language is one language, and when it comes to Europe, the languages are different. Right, and um, they also the language actually also causes a problem um, when it comes to the issuance of a prospectus, of because um, most EU countries have to publish um, a prospectus 
prospectus in two languages, English and the national language. I think in in um, in Lux, not Luxembourg or they have to publish in French, in um, in Dutch. There there mm -hmm. are there are jurisdictions where there, it's also three of languages, course. and those are all costs. Whereas in the US, you publish a prospectus in English, <laughs> and and that's yes. it. So um, perhaps and c culturally as well, um, there are what would you say um, barriers, mm -hmm. cultural barriers. Um, a Maltese investor does not know what a company in Italy, in Spain, may be offering. Mm -hmm. Maybe they would be interested in in, in investing in it. But mm -hmm. where is the information? Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, there is a there is a mix of barriers. Um, uh, and as I said earlier, it's it, it's the legal the, the, the legal aspect as well because national laws, although they are sort of there's a blanket, they are directive. Then the transposition is done in a national manner. Mm -hmm. So I think what the consultation is trying to do, it's trying to identify these areas mm -hmm. where there can be an improvement. Okay. In fact, uh, it has um, published two consultations on the same subject. In the sense, one is for the general public, general stakeholders, and then there's the technical one, which is split into two, and it, it, it takes uh, it, it takes into considering both the consideration, both the technical aspect and uh, the the general aspect. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think it's a very big effort mm -hmm. on your part. What they're trying to do. How do you think this goal will be achieved if if if, if it if, can uh, be achieved? If, if it can be achieved. I think it is a very positive step. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing is, what worries me, for example, are the fees. Mm -hmm. I had recently done some research on the fees that are charged by, by different exchanges within the EU. And it was quite impossible for me to compare um, the fees, the listing fees. Okay. Why? Because um, there's a different fee structure almost in every jurisdiction. Of so when an SME issuer wanting to, to tap the, the capital market in Europe, let's say they're trying to go beyond their national boundaries, they would mm -hmm. need to compare regulations, costs, mm -hmm. because costs, whether you are an SME or a fully fledged company seeking a, admission on a regulated market, uh, they are very important for the bottom line. So, um, uh, and I, I think on that aspect, it might be a little bit differing, different mm -hmm. because there is no uniform framework for cost. Some, some, some exchanges charge, for example, for a, a listing of an, a debt issuance, mm -hmm. they would charge on the nominal value, but others right. uh, establish fees depending on the years to maturity. Okay. And these are all exchanges in Europe. So how are you going to compare? Mm -hmm. It's it's very difficult. And do these? Does the fact that you can't compare costs and the fact that these costs even exist and there's the the admin burden and and all these other yes. um, compliance issues that 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 come up, are they do they result in reluctance on behalf of SMEs to list to go public? Is it and how do you overcome this yeah, these issues? I, um, I think. It costs definitely are an issue, but it's not just costs that, that deter SMEs from coming to market. Mm -hmm. 
uh, there's the issue, for example, of loss of control. Okay. Um, especially when you're an issue where you're trying to raise capital through an equity issue. Mm -hmm. For main market listings, um, you would require the recommendation of the prospectus directive is 25%. When we're talking about um, SME markets, for example, like the one that the Malta Stock Exchange has, Prospects mm -hmm. MTF, um, uh, there is the the um, the a lower, a lowering of that threshold. Okay. We are um, we recommend a 10% issuance, mm -hmm. but is that enough? I don't think it is because we only have one equity issuer on our on our um, prospects MTF um, market, okay. whereas we have 21 debt issuers on that market on the same market. Mm -hmm. So the element of loss of control is certainly an aspect which deters um, uh, SME issuers from coming to market. Okay. But because even at 10%, at it 10 still doesn't attract. It doesn't attract. But I want also to point out that um, there we don't um, mandate that there be a 10%. It's just a recommendation. And okay. in fact, the first company that we had on prospects, MTF, mm -hmm. um, was an Italian issuer which did not float. Uh, the, the, any shares it was purely for succession planning but we don't encourage that obviously okay. because um, then there will be other problems why because liquidity is an issue and when you don't have anything to flow then there is mm -hmm. no then there is no scope in the market so it's it, it is it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. to not, not to float yes because you don't have instruments to trade yes <laughs> and 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 liquidity as well is another deterrent Okay. Um, which which discourages SME issuers from coming to market. Mm -hmm. so and how do you how do you recommend that they overcome it, or what tools, what support is there for them to to maybe allay their I, fears? Yeah, I think one has to always um, try to find the balance. Definitely, nothing is without a cost. Mm -hmm. So there is always going to be the cost of uh, listing cost of continuous compliance. There will be advisory costs and whatnot. But the the coming to market will open a door of opportunities for SMEs. Why? First of all, it will definitely raise their profile. The fact mm -hmm. that you are you are there listed, um, you are visible now, mm -hmm. and uh, that in itself sort of is a promotion for the company. And uh, also, um, as I said uh, earlier, it's the succession planning. For example, you might have the origin in Malta. Let's, let, let's take Malta as an example. We are here and we take Malta as an example. Um, there are a lot of family companies. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, the second generation, someone doesn't want to continue with the family business. Mm -hmm. When uh, you are um, not quoted, it will be more difficult for you to buy 
to, for someone to buy you out. Mm-hmm. When you are coming to the market, you are there and buyers, there, there's an opportunity for someone to buy you at a price because mm-hmm. then there will be the market price which will equate for yes, the, the shares, or the, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is, is another aspect which is very important for um, uh, if if an SME issuer wants to come to market. Mm-hmm. Is there any concern of them, of the preparation that they need in terms of accounts, in terms of audits, in terms of all of that ahead of coming to market? Yes. Is there a reluctance or maybe a lack of understanding rather than reluctance? I, think I, I would say there is a lack of understanding of what the market responsibilities are. Mm-hmm. But we have seen, and, and we have seen even a migration from our prospects MTF market to the to the regulated main market, the main board, okay. sort of a promotion to the main market. Why? Okay. Because when a company um, uh, decides to come to market, even though prospects MTF is not, how would you say, a new market, because mm-hmm. it's, it is very local, because most companies listed there, and this perhaps would be encouraging for, for those SMEs out there who are seeking to come, who would like to explore the possibility yes. of coming to market. Um, we don't require a prospectus. We, we require what is called an admission document. Okay. And this document is, sort, uh, is simpler than a prospectus. Mm-hmm. And what it is based on, uh, there's a lot of disclosure. Mm-hmm. Okay, but to get an SME issuer or family company to start making disclosure about certain business aspects, mm-hmm. it might be discouraging. But there, I'm 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 not on the on on the committee which which reviews these these documents. But I can say that there are certain uh, things which, for competitive reason, they might be only disclosed to the committee, not to the to the public not in the, the public, doc- exactly. in the admission document. So we are aware of those uh, requirement, those needs of mm-hmm. SMEs. So. Um, and that is one aspect um, how sort of to, to, to try and ease the way mm-hmm. for SMEs uh, to come to market. Uh, so the, the thing is, and this is another aspect of the consultation document that it's trying to sort of um, widen the markets. As I said, our market is very local. Yes. And this not passport this admission document is localized and it's not passportable okay so in a sense an SME issuer um, cannot go with that document to, to Italy, France, to, to or France yeah. Italy, Spain whatever um, so what it's trying to do it's looking at these aspects um, of listing and including fees including even other uh, regulation not just the prospectus directed the proportionality because that is something that sometimes it's overlooked Mm -hmm. and for example i've been reading like um, there are some prospectuses in Italy, they are 800 pages long, while others in, 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 in the Netherlands are 250 pages. So there's a lot of discrepancy. Right. And that is why there is scope for this consultation, because it's trying to identify the, these areas, mm-hmm. which, okay, I, I personally find it very hard to see one blanket 
regulation okay. you know, for SMEs. They've already tried to simplify the prospect for SME growth markets, but mm -hmm. still there is lack of take up from SMEs to go to the market. Okay. But I think when you try to and they the fact that the consultation is being done both on a public front and at an expert uh, front, um, that will give a clearer picture of what there is out there in the EU. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there might be some structuring, for example, fees, like all charged on the nominal value. Then it's up to yes. the jurisdiction to decide, but that will make it comparable. Mm -hmm. And um, there is also lack of data okay. available. And I think another very um, uh, important, um, how would you say, step is um, that this uh, the, this proposal for a listing act and uh, other initiative by the capital markets union mm -hmm. like the european single access point will help in putting information out there and this information unlike today will be available across all eu jurisdictions okay so the pool of investors hopefully will grow. I, I mean, in mm -hmm. theory, that that's what it is. That's the you aim. Know? Mm -hmm. So um, investors will be given more opportunities to invest in companies. In a, in a more diverse set of, exactly. of companies and set opportunities. Of, and not just limited to the national boundary. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and it's going to contain both financial information mm -hmm. and sustainability information. Of course, which at the moment at is the moment key and crucial. It's and, very and key and crucial. And in Malta, we, we're also trying to, to, to do something like that. In fact, last week, I think last week it was, there was the, land, the launch by Malta Enterprise of the sustainability platform, something like that okay. as well, where investor, investors can go in and look for sustainability data. So mm -hmm. th that is that is important as well. All by there are whole arguments with respect to the sustainability data that SMEs have to publish because yes, but sustainability data is an issue throughout in in all across the whole value chain. Yes, that's that's something that the market has had to learn how to deal with and learn how to work around. Yes, so it is it's it, that's just a fact um, yeah, yeah. and and are there other um current cmu proposals that you think can help make capital markets more attractive to smes um this is all about putting the information out there mm. so in conjunction with the Europe, the setting up of the european single access point there is also the consolidated tape proposal. Okay. And what this does is for companies that are already listed, that, for example, NSME came to market, and mm -hmm. now that data uh, will be transmitted to ESMA, which yes. will put it on ESAP. Because, right. And this is all free of charge. Imagine mm -hmm. all that information that there is out there, accessible to, um, to investors, making it accessible to them free of charge, and of SMEs, across the EU. In mm. Europe, uh, the, there are 99.8% of the companies are SMEs. Imagine the growth potential mm -hmm. of these companies being out there, being mm -hmm. visible, um, raising their brand profile, mm -hmm. and also giving investors the opportunity um, to invest in a more diversified portfolio. 
and even digital investment. Mm-hmm. I think I think that is something that we really need to take into account because uh, now you got your mobile and you can just straight and uh, if if the, the the traditional markets don't step up and they don't, don't speed up the processes then they're going to lag behind mm-hmm. and yes. in fact there has already been we have already seen in Europe a, a, a shrinkage of listings from going to market mm-hmm. and what are the you, you've mentioned some of the the main benefits for SMEs what are some of the other advantages for an SME to list? How can they, and and what support do they need to to, which maybe they don't have access to at the moment? Um, I think when it comes to Maltese SMEs, uh, the process is fairly simple. Okay, you would need, for example, I I forgot to mention in, in September this year, um, we have widened the, the, the sort of pool of service providers for SMEs to come to market. Why? Okay. Because previously we've had only corporate advisors mm-hmm. which could sort of help an SME come to market. And th- that meant that the corporate advisor would be preparing the, the company documents, the admission mm-hmm. document with the company, and then post admission to continuing obligations and the, the relationship would go right through. Issa, um, we have seen, in fact, in 2000, between 2010 2021, the prospects market, um, we haven't seen any more admissions to it. Okay. Um, obviously, it's because of the pandemic. But mm-hmm. then you think because of the pandemic, there will be more need for SMEs to seek capital financing instead of yes. relying on bank finance. But we've introduced uh, two another two types in addition to the corporate advisor. We've mm-hmm. ad- added the admissions advisor and the compliance advisor. Okay. And our thinking was that an SME, a prospective SME issuer, might already have a relationship with, with a service provider, then can provide, for example, the admission document, and there they can sort of um, take the opportunity for a reduced cost because of the relationship that they have. Right. But this advisor would not prepare, be prepared to con- to, to then um, assist the company with to continued list. compliance. Mm-hmm. So there is the, the option for uh, that SME issuer to try and take up a, um, a relationship with a compliance advisor. Right. Likewise, there might be um, service providers, for example, an auditing firm who is already doing certain work with respect to compliance, but it does, want, does not want to bother with admission, mm-hmm. the, the setting up of the admission document. So they can um, offer their services as well. And we we we, we left the, the, the corporate advisor there because you have to cater for different types of SMEs mm-hmm. and different um, give them different uh, possibilities on how to come to market in that way we are we are hoping mm-hmm. that uh, with the pro- uh, the different types of services that are they are there are available then uh, it is easier for um, these service providers because they have their own clients to mm-hmm. identify the clients who would need to to to, to raise capital for their mm-hmm. growth and they, they come to market. And they can guide them yeah, that They can way. guide them to come to the market. Okay. Yeah. And what's the vision? What's the what's the the journey? What's the growth trajectory in your view? 
um, they coming to markets as I said um, uh, will give them the opportunities to to raise as much capital as they need. Mm-hmm. So if for this year, for example, they would need to raise um, um, five million and they get on with the projects is finalized and they would need to continue to enhance that project. They can they can raise further further issues. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned earlier, um, because the issues on the SM, on the local market, um, which do not require a prospectus, there's a, a limit. Obviously, right. you can't you can't issue more than eight million. Mm-hmm. So if you want to issue a further issue, um, you can then migrate to the to the um, uh, main board mm-hmm. market, and uh, that that is I think they have to see value in that mm-hmm. because when you migrate to that market then the, it's limitless because yes. you have a, you are on a main market a regulated market which will give you opportunities to the capital that there is in Europe because that that um, that uh, main main board will enable you to to go beyond the Maltese shores and the prospectus regulation sort of they're, they're the element of passportability. Mm-hmm. So I think what we really need is that uh, we don't work in silos. We are the capital market, but we need the practitioner. It's, it, mm-hmm. it's a whole ecosystem, of course, you know, and uh, we need perhaps to find more common ground on how to lead a company, even startups, for example, venture capital and then coming, uh, finding private equity, and then the private equity divesting of their share through the SME market and then migration. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that is the way uh, for, for SMEs to grow. Okay, very good. Thank you for your time today, Stephanie. I think you've answered all my questions. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you to Thank our you. listeners. And you can find these podcasts on the Finance Malta YouTube channel and all the main podcast platforms. Mm-hmm.